the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's a message true and glad for the sinful and the sad. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. It will give them courage new. It will help them to be true. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring out. Good afternoon, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Redeeming the Time. I'm your host, Chris Macy. And I'm glad you're here with us today. We're going to be taking a look at a couple of things in the news and seeing what the Bible has to say about that. But before we get to that, I want to remind you that on June the 1st, this uh, not this Friday, but the following Friday, the first at the Troon North Golf Club will be our fifth annual charity golf tournament at the Troon North Golf Club in North Scottsdale. If you're interested in knowing more about that, you can email me, chrismacy at outlook.com, C-H-R-I-S-M-A-C-Y, at outlook.com. It is a golf tournament to raise funds for the Copper Basin Bible Camp, as well as the OCJ Kids Foster Care here in Arizona. We'll also have a dinner. The dinner starts at 6.30. The golfing starts at 1.30, 12.30 registration. The dinner's at 6.30 that evening, and we'll be having door prizes, uh, other raffle prizes. It's $40 a ticket. You get a great dinner there at the True North Golf Club. Wonderful time. If you want to know more about that, also email me at chrismacy at outlook.com. After that, uh, that's uh, the end of the golf tournament. We start our, we'll already be in our times for camp up at the Copper Basin Bible Camp. Learn more about that at copperbasinbiblecamp.org. Okay, okay, okay. All right, let's um, let's start by just talking about something that's been in the news. I've been honestly trying to avoid getting into this. Um, I've, I've mentioned before where it seems like the homosexual uh, news stories are out there all the time, all the time. So I, I, I just don't want to be Every day, that's all we ever talk about. I mean, it's all. But a few things came up uh, the other day or today. I think I think it came out yesterday. That that kind of struck a struck me a kind of a surprise. I saw a headline on uh, Drudge Report, and the headline claimed um, gay or it, it said that the the Pope of you know the Pope of the Catholic Church says that talk told a homosexual person. That God made you like this, and He loves you. And but the way the headline—I wish I could remember—the way they worded the headline, it made it sound like the Pope said that fella was going to go to heaven, uh, as even while he is a homosexual. That surprised me. Um, I am not—I don't—I'm not a Catholic. I don't follow the Catholic teaching. I don't believe a lot of the teaching is that they have is correct or accurate to the Bible. But they're. Pretty 
straight online, in my understanding, on certain things like living in sin, which is what homosexuality is. So I began to research this a little bit. And, you know, this goes to uh, something that was in our promo, fake news. Folks, be careful of fake news. It is infecting everything. And this, I think, is fake news about the Pope. I did a little research. What he actually said. Uh, let's see. And let me just read you a news article, okay? It says, um, a fellow named Francis told Mr. Cruz in April, Juan Carlos, you being gay, this is Francis is the Pope, you being gay doesn't matter. God made you like this and loves you like this, and it doesn't matter to me. The Pope loves you like this. You have to be happy with who you are. Now, that's what they claim the Pope says, okay? They claim. Cruz is the fellow who claims this, is one of three victims of uh, some Father Fernando Cardemia who were in Rome in late April for three days of meetings with Francis, the Pope Francis. His comments came in an interview published on Saturday with the Spanish daily El Paris. It is possible that the Pope used those very words, and it is also possible that Mr. Cruz walked away with that message. But I don't think they're, they're reporting that accurately. This same Pope had already written letters, I think it was to Brazil or somewhere, talking about how, hey, we got to, in essence, crack down on... Members in the Catholic Church, that they're ministers or priests, being homosexuals. They can't allow that. Uh, the Catholic Church has a long history saying that, no, homosexuality is a sin, is a practice of sin, and you cannot enter into heaven while practicing that kind of sin. You can't do that. you got to let go of that life lifestyle. Now, what I think the Pope probably told the man is that God does love him. And that the Pope probably loved him. That, that would be true. That is very accurate. I think the headlines put out there is false, uh, is fake news, is false. And I'm not, I'm, even though I'm defending the Catholic Church here, doesn't mean I'm aligning myself with them. I don't want anyone to come away with that. I, I believe differently on baptism. I don't think you can be sprinkled. You have to be fully immersed into the watery baptism. And I don't believe that there is a Pope Either uh, I follow Christ and the Word of God alone, not any established religion that's got its head here on earth. My head's in heaven with Christ. But those are other issues. What I don't like is that when, even though I'm, uh, I disagree with the religion of the Catholic Church, they, they do have a sense of morals here. And man, we are lacking in morals in this country. And so... Let's, let's look at some of these things in the Bible and let's refresh our minds as to what God says about, not necessarily, well, we're going to be focusing in on it, uh, homosexuality, but this is true about any sin that you are practicing knowing what the truth is. Or even just, just practicing, even if you're doing it in ignorance. All right, Romans chapter 1. That's the first one. This is one most people think of and come to whenever this this particular topic, you know, crops up. So Romans chapter, what did I say? One. Chapter one. Now, in verses 16 and 17, this is what I'm just going to kind of skim over a few things here going into the context. 
One of my favorite verses, the opening of the, the letter for Romans, Paul says in verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. So here, right off the bat, the word of God, do not be ashamed of it. Do not be ashamed to tell people the truth of what the word of God says. Don't be part of the fake news. Don't be part of that, that side that's always trying to twist things and make lie, uh, turn them into lies by making it sound like truth. Twisting people's words. I do not like when people's words are twisted in order to push your or whatever whoever group's particular agenda. Even if I don't agree with the person they're going after. I don't agree with the Pope. But what they're doing is not right. He did not, I do not think, he made the comments that they're making it sound like he made. In other words, saying that this fella in a homosexual state will go to heaven. I don't think so. Because here's what, and we're going to see why. And so, Paul goes on, verses 18 to 23, talking about how you know people uh, in the world, their unbelief is unfounded because creation you know, screams that there is a God. And then because of that, God gave them over uh, to uh, the, their, their idols that they were creating. And then verse 24, Therefore God gave them over in the lust of their hearts to impurity, so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, for this reason, God gave them over to degrading passions. For their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. And in the same way, in comparative, comparativeness there, in the same way also, the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire toward one another, men with men, committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. Well, there's no doubt what they're talking about there. None. He's talking about homosexuality. Men with men, women with women, in a sexual way. And in, what does he call it? Unnatural. Unnatural. Wrong. It's error. It's fault. It's sinful. Do not do it. If you continue to do it. Oh, but Chris, you always said that if you're baptized, that washes away your sins. Man, that's true. It sure does. But if you keep sinning and you stay in that practice of sin, you're, you're making the cross of Christ null and void in your life. You've got to get out of it. You've got to die to self. That's also part of baptism. It doesn't just wash away sins. It also washes away who you are. So that Christ will take up residence in your heart and you begin to live your life like he would. Not the way you would or you used to. That died. For example, 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Let me turn over there my Bible. I know you're probably driving, so I will read it out loud for you. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, starting in verse 9. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Okay, let's stop there for a second. 
the unrighteous. Righteousness is when we are trying to, the most simplest term, is, is us being right toward God or with God in a right state before him, being justified. We can't do that of our own of our own selves. We needed Christ. He's the only way we could ever be right before God. And so in our unrighteous states, we cannot go in inherit the kingdom of God. We can't go to heaven. Okay? Do not be deceived. Neither, here's the list, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Then here's the kicker. He's writing to the Corinthians, such were some of you. In other words, this is a lifestyle you lived. You used to live. You were these things. But you were washed. But you were sanctified. But you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. In other words, you died at baptism and now you have a new life in Christ. And you are no longer those things because you don't practice those things anymore. Everyone would agree. If you stole money from other people, you held them at gunpoint, you took their money, and you were baptized into Christ the next day, you need to make things right. And you can't keep going around stealing from people like that. That is practicing sin, and that person cannot go to heaven. Everybody would agree with that, okay? Now, uh, uh, let me one second. I'm really sorry about that. I uh, had my uh, phone here, and I forgot to turn the ringer off, so it rang. And Oops, my fault. I, uh, I was giving the message there. So anyway, what I, what I was uh, getting at, you know, you know, you can't live a certain way. You can't uh, uh, live that simple lifestyle and continue doing that. You can't continue murdering people and expect to go to heaven. You can't continue to live a homosexual lifestyle and expect to go to heaven. There, there are, there's a standard. And the standard is Jesus the Christ. You know, ultimately, it, it always comes down to this. The unrighteous cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Is there anyone out there who within themselves, in and of themselves, are righteous? No. Not one. I'm not. You're not. Pope Francis is not. No one is. No man, no man at all in any way, shape, form, or fashion can ever, 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 ever be righteous in and of themselves. So what hope do we have? You know, Paul, Apostle Paul talks about this very thing. There was, he, he talked about in Romans chapter 7 how, you know, this within him he's got this fleshly mind and the spirit. And he, he knows the things he wants to do that are right, but he does the very thing he doesn't want to do. And he sins and, oh, what wretched man that I am, who will save me from this wretched state? And then he says, thanks be to the Lord God who, who sent his son, died for me. Because he's the only way. He is the only way. And I mentioned, I think I've mentioned this on the radio program before, I can tell you how many people are going to have? There are always folks out there telling you, oh, there's 144,000 people who are going to go to heaven, Revelations. And they're, they're misunderstanding, misinterpreting the book of Revelation. That is 
imagery, and we're not going to get into that, but I can. I will tell you exactly how many people are going to go to heaven. I know. Uh, I can sit here and I can even go through the Bible and prove it to you, but once I tell you, you'll you'll believe me. And I think because it'll make them it'll make sense. You know how many people are going to go to heaven? Are you ready for the number? Here it is. All right, listen closely. There are one person. There's just one person going to heaven. That's it. There's only one going. And because there's only one person who deserves to go to heaven. And we know who that is, right? Jesus the Christ, the righteous. He deserves it. He is going to heaven. And he's the only one going. And if you want to go to heaven, you have to hitch a ride with him. Guess how you get that, get there? You're baptized into Christ Jesus. You're baptized into him. Acts 2.38. Many other passages throughout the Bible makes that pretty clear for us. Now, <clears throat> what about, let's come back to the homosexual thoughts. Does God hate homosexuals? No. Does God hate the sin of homosexuality? Yes. Does God love the people who are homosexuals? Yes! He does. 100%. Let me start by turning over to 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1, I want to look at verse 9. Oh, man. Is that right? I think I wrote down the wrong verse. What was I trying to get there? I don't know. I missed it. Oh, well. We'll go to Romans chapter 3 instead. I wrote down the wrong path. I knew that that didn't look right. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 tells us, uh, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We know. We Hopefully we know that verse. That's uh, memorized for us. All for all sin and fall short of the glory of God. Who's all? Well, that's everybody. Jew, Gentile, male, female, heterosexual, homosexual. <laughs> all of us. We have all sinned. Pope, priest, layman. All of us. We have all sinned, and we all fall short of the glory of God. Chapter 5, verse 8. Here's the great part. After all that, Paul goes through and talks about in first, first several chapters of Romans, how we're all sinners, every single one of us. And then it says, But God demonstrates his own love toward us. He demonstrates, demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Demonstrated his own love. He didn't just say, I love you, good luck. That always makes me think, whenever I, I see this passage, the, the uh, opposite of this would be what James talks about. When that fella comes and you know knocks on the door and, oh, I'm hungry and he has no, he's missing his clothes, he has no place to live and he's in great need. And, and the person who answers the door says, oh, I can see you're hungry that you need to be clothed and you could use a bath and you need a place to live. And, oh, I, I know you're a member in the body of Christ as, as am I. And my heart goes out to you, and I will, I'm going to pray that you get all that you need, okay? I love you. Goodbye. And you shut the door. 
Really? Is that love? Is that love? Not at all. Love demonstrates itself to people who are in need like that. Love demonstrates. And so God demonstrates his love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners, missing the mark, hurting God, doing things contrary to his will, the great creator of all things, he sends his own son to die for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Man, that is good news. That is the good news, the great, wonderful news of the of the gospel message, the salvation message. God loves you. God loves all of us. In fact, you know what? I'm going to, uh, I'm going to look it up. I know what that passage was that I was looking for. And uh, I'm going to see if I can pull that up here. Oh, maybe, maybe later. I, I know what I was saying. Uh, it just left, it's like that bird. You know, ever happened to you? This has been really bad for me today where a thought comes in, I'm beginning to form it in my mind, I'm getting ready to act on it, and then poof, gone. <laughs> there goes that thought. Uh, maybe maybe next week I'll, I'll remember what it, what it was I was wanting to say there. It's that, that's to do with that First Peter passage, whatever it was. Anyway, Christ died for us, all of us, even the homosexual. But we have to end the lifestyle that we are in. We can't keep living uh, this way. We can't keep moving in these directions. We have to die to self and live for him. Over in uh, 1 John uh, chapter 5, verse 16, it says, If anyone sees his brother committing a sin, not leading to death, he shall ask, and God will for him give life to those who commit sin, not leading to death. There is a sin leading to death. I do not say that he should make requests for this. All unrighteousness is sin. There is a sin not leading to death. Now, that sounds confusing. It almost sounds like, well, there's some sins that won't send you to hell. There's some sins that will. What, you're, what we're missing in the Greek text here, and this is why we need teachers. It's why God gave us teachers and ministers to, to help show these things, but still we have to be noble Bereans and search these things out to see if they're so, okay? So just hear me out, consider it, do your due diligence and research. But here in 1 John 5, 16 and 17, what he's talking about is, when he says uh, committing a sin not leading to death, that's a one-time act where you sin, the guilt hits you, and you turn away. Good. That's That sin is not going to send you to hell. All right, that's that attitude you should have in yourself about, oh, wretched man that I am, that's not what I want to do. And so you're always struggling. That is the typical Christian life there. You're always going to have that struggle. However, there is a sin leading to death, and that is a, I think it's present active indicative in the Greek, whereas you commit a sin and you continue to commit the sin, the guilt's not there, you don't turn from it, and you keep on doing it. And that can be anything, any sin. Any sin, little white lies, and you know there are sins, but you just keep doing it. Stop. Have that remorse inside you and that guilt. Repent, which is turn away. Jesus said over in the Sermon on the Mount, All those who hear these words of mine, so the words he spoke, which are what? 
Let's stop there for a The words that he spoke are, are these. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. John chapter 1, the very beginning. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Later on, the word became flesh. That's Jesus the Christ. That's verse 14 there in John 1. In other words, he is the very word of God. Our faith is in his word. His words are everything. And if we hear his words, we read them, hear them in our minds, uh, uh, ears, the whole would be the Bible for us today. And we have to act on it. Homosexuality is a sin. You better act on the word. You need to change. Murder is a sin. Stop. Stealing, sin, stop. Lying, sin, stop. Because at baptism, it doesn't just wash away your sins. It washed away who you are. And you are raised up a new man, a new woman, with a whole new life. The slate is white clean. Doesn't mean you're not going to sin. But now we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. 1 John chapter 2. And we need to live our life according to his way and not our own. Folks, we've got to bring our minds and heart to Christ and to his way of thinking. And we need to abandon ourselves. What is it uh, that, that Paul said? In fact, I'm going to turn over there because I, I think I've been kind of a little bit messing up trying to in my memorization of it. Galatians chapter 2, I think it's verse 20. Paul says, this is a, a song, so some of you may have it memorized. Uh, it says, I have been crucified with Christ, Paul says. I have been crucified with Christ. And it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. Oh man, that's it. And that should be us. What, what, what did you, uh, In the book of Luke, Jesus said that you need to pick up your cross how often? Is it weekly? Like every Sunday morning, that's when you pick up your cross and follow me. The rest of the week, that's when you take care of your things. But that one day a week, pick up your cross and follow me. Is that right? False. Fake news, right? Pick up your cross daily. You've been crucified with Christ. You died. Now Christ in your spirit lives in you. You move out. He moves in. And you give your life fully and wholly over to him every day of the week. And, and the days are evil, folks. The days are evil. Make the most of your time. Redeem the time. Because you never know. This could be your last. Live your every day of your life as if it would be your last. And you will do well. Live for Christ. Die to self. Thank you very much. I hope if you have any comments or questions, you'll send those in to us. God bless you and all that you do, that you may live your life, lives as a light to him. And remember, God does love you. He wants to be patient toward you so that you may come to him. Thank you. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.